Hey everybody, how's it going? Thanks so much for joining us here on ECH Post Game Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall, as we celebrate and have an Emerald City Hockey dance party after that amazing, emphatic 6-1 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. We did it! It's finally been done. The great beast has been conquered. Um, yeah, that was a fantastic game, right? Like, I, I mean, it, it was... It was everything I wanted and more. So happy about it. Obviously, it's all because of the road magic, right? Like, we were able to bring it. That's what it was all about. Uh, but seriously, I mean, that was that was really indicative of the Kraken's whole season this year in the sense that it was a very team-focused win where they just outplayed the competition. You get a good goaltending performance from Martin Jones. You get depth scoring up and down the lineup. You get some power play goals. PK was fantastic, held Vancouver to own, you know, going 0 and 5. Um I mean, this was just this was just Kraken hockey at its best. And we got to do that against our regional rival, pick up that big first win. Uh, and we did it after three days rest. We got that done too. Like, let's go. Oh, I was, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words because of how well everything went. Like, like this is so much like what, what we all wanted. And, uh, and, and then it just, it happened. The team was able to make it happen. And I'm just so, so thrilled about it. it, it this is absolutely fantastic. 81 people already in here, only two minutes in the live chat as well. So obviously you all are feeling it. I'll go ahead and hop into a uh, comment section here, kick things off with this Jeremiah super chat. Thank you so much, Jeremiah. So excited for the Seattle Kraken diehards. The Kraken finally got the W against the Canucks. Hopefully the win didn't cost them Maddie Beneers for an extended period of time. We will definitely talk about that in a little bit. I knew Dylan, RJ, and fans are excited for this uh, victory. Very, very right, Jeremiah. We are definitely excited to, for this one. Uh, like, yeah, well, I, I see Kraken out there looking forward to RJ's update. <sighs> We'll see if we get an update on Maddie Beneers tonight from Hackstall. My guess is they're probably not going to have practice tomorrow. So morning skate Friday might be when we really get anything on, on the Maddie Beneers front, just because my guess is, as is usually the case with the in-game injuries happen post-game, it's we're still evaluating blah, 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 all the, all the kind of coach stuff there. But uh, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously it's a big deal. We'll talk about it, but it's I mean, still first and foremost is that is is the win. It's the six goals. It's the win. It's it's everybody working together. It's the it's the depth of the team. I mean, that bottom line didn't pick up a goal tonight, but they had like that extended shift where they had like a minute and a half of offensive zone time and they're just cycling the puck and everything was fantastic there. Right. Brandon Tanev gets another breakaway maybe needs to come up with a new move on the breakaways. That backhand thing is not working out, but still, I mean, it, the, the depth was there. The defense was there. They were able to move the puck, keep the puck in the zone. I thought this was their best game ever. Like in the, in the year and a half, the Seattle Kraken have existed as far as the defense being able to keep the puck in the offensive zone. That was big tonight for them, uh, whether it was on the power plays or, or at five on five. Um, yeah, I, everything was just was just cooking for the team tonight. There's just no other way around it. Uh, let's look over here at chat. Michael, people sleeping on Bjorky after his slow start about to wake up. Absolutely. That was, 
I mean, really kind of both of those goals, but especially the first goal from Oliver Bjorkstrand is all that stuff that I was excited for when we were picking him up. The, the, the play before the goal that he makes where he just takes the puck and he walks it to the slot. I know I talked about this um, a little while back. I don't remember if it was on the deep dive or, or on a post game, but just talking about his ability as I pull out the whiteboard to, to go ahead and bring the puck into that slot area right there. That's the highest percentage place to score from. I like it, it's just something that the Kraken need to do, you know, a little bit better. I've, I've talked about that a little bit more consistently, but that play he makes to pick up the loose puck, bring it into the zone there, get the shot off. And then he, he stays there. He plans himself there. And then, you know, he's, he's in the, in the best spot possible for when the rebound comes out, he's able to bury it, kick things off, get that first goal early on in the game, set the tone, all that good stuff. I mean, he's just such a fantastic player. I'm glad the pucks are starting to go in for him here. Sergeant pickles with the super chat. Normal W is a dance party. Shutting out the Bruins is a rave. I submit for consideration that this is electric Kraken carnival. Uh, yes, I, I'm down for it, Sergeant Pickles. We can certainly do this uh, anytime we beat the Canucks like that. You know, certainly with the big win like this. I mean, that is definitely uh, on. I'm on board for that. What? What? You heard? You heard that? You you appreciating that, Afra? You want to get in with the electric Kraken carnival? Um, there she is. She's she's peeking at the, at chat too. There, um, yeah. I mean, this is it's a huge night, Sergeant Pickles. It's an absolute huge night. Uh, I know you got some studs and duds in there. I'll, I'll get to them in a second. Thank you for the super chat, though, uh, Emmy. I love the Bruce there at his chant so much. I burst out laughing. That was fantastic. Really proud of the Kraken fans for being on board with that one. Really, really proud. Michael, Jared McCann is going to be the first 40-goal scorer in franchise history. Mark that down. Absurd. He isn't an all-star. I know. The system is broken. Um, I When hasn't the all-star system been broken? But this is just the latest example of the system being broken. There's one monkey off our backs from Absurdly Sane. Absolutely. I mean, this is a huge, huge win to finally pick up that 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 win that first w against a division rival i haven't even talked about the fact that we're back in first place everybody like that's the other thing that happened geez i haven't even i've been i've been asleep at the wheel here kind of um but that's that's the other aspect of this is the win puts you back in first place you tied with vegas and points still got two games in hand on them so it's still it puts us very much in the driver's seat for first place in the division puts us in a situation where the Kraken are going to control their own destiny. That's always the situation you want your team in. And, um, and then, yeah, I mean, just, just being able to finally be like, all right, we beat Vancouver. We don't have to worry about that anymore. And I, and you know, hopefully that, that trend continues. I don't see why it wouldn't Michael seven time this year with six or more goals for the Kraken. The offensive explosion this year is, is incredible to watch the depth that the team has, the way the defense activates and can help contribute offensively. All of it is just fantastic uh benjamin hoping maddie is okay i am too so we can we can go ahead and, and kind of talk about that there's 114 people in here right now so i feel like there's enough people that we can talk about it here and then talk about it again with rj later um so initially when it first happened i was worried that it was you know knocked the wind out of him i was worried well maybe he landed on his shoulder wrong or collarbone those were the things that i thought but then when he wasn't really skating back to the ice i was off the ice to the bench there and he wasn't like like the door is open and he's not really like making effort to to get off and get through the door even though geeky has already stepped on the ice i was like okay that's really strange either he's in 
in extreme amount of pain or there's something else going on. And then we got the slow-mo replays of that, that Myers hit on Maddie. And it does look to me like his head hits the ice or at least at the very least, just the whiplash of going, you know, you're, you're like this. And then he hits the ice like that. That's, that's not good. Right. Um, even if his head doesn't hit the ice, his brain is rocking around inside his skull there. There's no way it isn't when you're turned upside down like that and you're violently put into the ground. Um, so I, I do think that that's, that's where you can start looking at. And obviously we don't know anything yet. It, this is just an assumption on my part, but I've watched enough sports and enough hockey to, to think that there's, you know, a concussion there. And I think, you know, if you, if you listen to the red glare podcast a couple weeks ago, or last week, I talked about the Jean Gabriel Pajot, uh, incident where he got hit by Ovechkin, wasn't a dirty hit. Um, but got hit was had to be helped off the ice and was playing three minutes later. And we saw something similar here with Maddie tonight. He goes to the bench there. He's obviously having problems getting off the ice. That is absolutely clear. Go back and watch it. It is 100% clear that he is having an issue getting off the ice. And what happens? He sits back down and nobody talks to him. The camera is on him. Nobody talks to him. There's no trainer. There's no doctor. They don't pull him back to go down into the locker room for some sort of concussion protocol check. I went off on the NHL about the Pajot thing because that really flew under the radar. A lot of people didn't know that it happened because it happened the same night as, as all the Provorov stuff. But I, I'm really, really you know, upset with the NHL and kind of the lack of, of concussion protocols and safeties in place because – you watch something like that tonight with Matty Beneers, and then obviously he doesn't come back for the third period. And, you know, I wonder, uh, you know, obviously I think that's absolutely the right decision. I think regardless of score, you cannot bring him back into that game after what we saw. But I, I do wonder, like, if the game was closer, would they have? I don't know. Um, but it's it's a it's a big concern for me. And then obviously now the concern is how serious is it with Matty what you know what what's going on there and 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 we'll see um let's see uh sergeant pickles with another super chat here thank you very much quick chat poll um mccallahan 12 or glenavent 14 am i am i like spacing on some seattle based thing and i'm i'm just out of it uh because I, I i'm not getting it i very much apologize oh oh the scotch okay okay Gotcha. All right. There we go. It's a scotch thing. That's why I'm out of it. Cause I'm, I'm, uh, I'm no fun and I don't drink. So <laughs> that's on me. Uh, do that with the super chat here as well. Pour one out for a full Maddie recovery. Sorry. It just jumped on me. Uh, I'd much rather have that than even seeing him play in the all-star game. Absolutely. And so we'll, we'll see that was something that I considered too. If this is a concussion, we'll, you know, that we're seeing that with Don Skoy right now right like these things they it's it's a total crapshoot as far as how bad it is what part of your brain is affected what kind of symptoms you're experiencing and how fast you can get over it so it's a very serious thing and it is unfortunate that it's kind of you know putting a it, it puts a little bit of a of a bad spot on this game because otherwise you know there was, there's nothing to, to, to complain about. There's zero bad from the game like this. Uh, everything else was so fantastic, but, but that is, that is a concern is, is what's going to happen with Maddie here. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what RJ has, 
from uh, Hackstall after the game, after that post-game presser. I'm just based on past things when it comes to injuries. I'm not expecting too much. I'm guessing after their performance today, practice will be canceled tomorrow, especially ahead of the back-to-backs uh, on Friday, Saturday. So I, if I ha- if I was a betting man, and I am, I would bet Friday morning skate is going to be the first time we're going to get more of like a, a larger um, inclination as to what's going on with Maddie and how serious it is and and potentially what it is. I mean, you know, we we've all been around long enough to know, right, that it's it'll be designated an upper body injury, and that's that's what it'll be. Uh, but you know, hey, maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't a concussion, and maybe it is like a, a shoulder issue or something like that, and it's just like a sprain, and and it isn't then as serious, right? Like like there, it's totally possible. Uh, Coop, yeehaw, let's go. Tyler Myers, I will find you and you will pay, you six, eight giant loser. I know there's lots of lots of stuff about Myers here. Michael Myers about to see a fine. I don't know that he'll see a fine. And that's the other thing that frustrates me about this is because, you know, I totally could see the NHL Department of Player Safety being like, well, the head wasn't principal point of contact. It wasn't a dirty hit. It was just interference and it was appropriately called on the ice we're not going to do anything. And again, that's one of those things of like, this is, this is a young superstar in the NHL. You have to do everything in your power to protect that. And we've seen enough. The NHL specifically has seen enough with so many players. I'll always go back to Lindros, right? Lindros never lived up to the potential, never became the superstar. He could have because of concussions, Paul Correa, his career was never the same after concussions, Sidney Crosby, who was the face of the league missed year and a half. And it took a long time before he was able to play at that same elite level because of concussions, the league, you have to take this stuff seriously. You have to go after guys so that people like Tyler Myers don't feel like they can just do an interference that results in a player going upside down and being driven, you know, kind of head first into the ice. Like you just can't do that. It, there's no excuse for it. <sighs> All right. That's that, enough of that. We'll get back to, let's get back to the, the exciting stuff. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, at least for a little while here. Gary with the let's freaking go. Yes, Gary, let's freaking go. And uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying the release the fans episode we did with Gary. It's up on the channel. It's fantastic. Definitely recommend giving it a listen if you haven't already. Although the, the response and, and everything that we've gotten for it so far has been awesome. Glad you're enjoying it uh, as much as we did making it. Uh, Ty, Bruce, there it is. New all-time high for Seatown Hockey Trolling. Absolutely. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, AL with the big rig smash. Yes. Alexia kind of answered the bell there post that Maddie situation. Taking on Luke Shen. And like that fight was not even close. The only thing I was feeling bad for in that fight was uh, Jamie Alexiak's knuckles having to hit the side of Braden Shen's helmet. Uh, so many, uh, Luke Shen, excuse me, uh, so many times. That was, oof, that was rough. Gary, I knew the boys would get the W for Jackson. Give the kid a fish to eat and the hat to wear. Absolutely. I mean, the whole situation and how they've handled Jackson and the whole and the make a make a wish uh, foundation and, and them coming in and, and being a part of all of that. I thought the Seattle Kraken again, showing that they're a first class organization. And I'm going to say it right because I was making a big deal before this, bringing the road energy, bring where the whites, right? I'm wearing the 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 away Larson jersey. What color jersey was Jackson wearing? He was wearing an away jersey. Coincidence? I, entirely possible, but I choose to believe. 
that there was the magic of of not just giving Jackson the win there, but it was also the Broad game magic. Both both things working hand in hand. As I totally mess up my mic there, uh, Daniel bringing up our new goalie Jackson got first star, uh, letting us know with the super chat. Thank you very much for the super chat there, uh, Daniel, and and perfect timing on it as well. That was he absolutely deserves it. Um, it's it's I can't even imagine the emotions uh, going on for, for him and his family after a night like this, particularly his family. Like it's, that's just gotta be absolutely incredible. It, it, I, it, like, there are just no words, right. You just have to kind of feel it, right. You, you sit and you think about it for a second and then you just feel it because it's, it's a, it's such a heavy thing. Um, but you see that smile on his face tonight. You see him hoisted by Bowie. You see him clapping after Big Rig stands up there for Maddie, and um, you you can't help but smile back. And and it was it was really really cool. Uh, so definitely well deserved first star for for Jackson there. Cody, let's all take a collective deep breath. <laughs> Finally beating those dang knuckleheads. Uh, yeah, I, deep breath indeed. I mean, I, I think it's well deserved as well. That that is as well after a game like this. Uh, Joey, first place, dominating win, cheap shot on Maddie. Ab absolutely. Uh, Kyle, not stoked about Maddie's melon getting bounced off the ice for sure. I mean, this is very much the the whole situation. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just. It's horrible. Like the the it, it's such a range of emotions, right? You've got the Jackson emotions and the highs and lows that that brings. You've got the big win over the team, over the team that you you know you've never been able to break through against, and getting first place in the division. And then you've got the the Maddie situation. Like it's a lot. And but this is also one of those nights where it's like this is what sports is all about: is that it is that that raw live ultimate reality television thing, and we you know we get to all sit here and, and talk about that after the fact um autumn amazing game thanks so much for the tickets ech and queen Anne beer hall much love very welcome autumn very very welcome thank you for for uh, all the support not just this season but last season too i mean you were one of the people there with us uh from the basically the very beginning in these post-game live chats and everything so uh well deserved well deserved joey jackson was awesome such a class organization absolutely can't say that enough Krakenock, yay we did it we finally had a lead on vancouver and didn't lose it for our first win against them praise the sun yes <laughs> i was i was worried about that too but then you get that wenberg one and it really was like okay you know what there's momentum here and you saw the timeout from rick talk it didn't really generate anything for the team uh on, on the other side and so i yeah it was just a good good night uh wearing the white jerseys worked it worked creative moxie. It definitely worked. Um, Coop, that second goal from Bjorky felt like the first time he showed some confidence and swagger with that Selly afterwards. Pardon me. Um, yeah. I, I think that there was some of that Coop. I think there was, there was like for the first time, you know, a lot of his goals recently, including that first one have been really like, you know, grinded out work for it. Goals, take the puck to the center of the ice, take it to the slot, get in there, get dirty, get, get, and then get a goal. Um, that was the first one where it was like, this just emphatic, like I'm burying this shot and I'm beating the goaltender and I've just got this. And I think we saw that release of, of energy there. And I do wonder if that'll help him kind of relax the next time he's in a situation like that and get things going again, you know, uh, not grip the stick so tight and, and maybe pick up some more goals. But the bottom line is he is up to nine and, uh, 
I I think we're going to see some good stuff from him here. I mean, we've been seeing it all season long. Like he's he's never played bad, but uh, I I think we're going to start to really see the goals start adding up. Um, some more hate for for Tyler Myers. Some more Bruce. There it is. I like this from from Bill. Bruce, where is where he is? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a uh, gosh, such a crazy situation. It's, it's I it's I still almost can't believe it happened, but because it's Vancouver, I can believe it happened. You know what I mean? All right, here we go. Studs and duds from Sergeant Pickles. Hi, Afra. Thank you. Um, studs, we beat the Nux extended mix. Bjorky fadeaway jumper for two. Power play has improved from licking a nine volt to holding a dog bark collar. Big rig dropping long haul bombs. Finn over Finn. Uh, I like that. The F-I-N-N over Finn. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, all of it, all of it. The Bjorky fadeaway. I talked about it at the beginning. So fantastic. I love him being in that spot. That's what I knew he was going to bring to this team when we got him. Absolutely fantastic. The big rig. Like I said, that fight, not even close. Just got to feel sorry for Jamie Alexiak's knuckles for how many times he had to hit the helmet there. Uh, it was it, He just was in control start to finish. Absolutely. Dud, Slick Rick, wishing he stayed in the broadcast booth. I have to imagine. This was a brutal game. Myers, you trash giraffe. Get in the bin. Garland's still trying to be great value brand Marshawn, but belongs at Dollar Tree. Oh my gosh, that is the best burn. Like you've had some good ones so far this season, Sergeant Pickles, but that is absolutely fantastic. Oh my gosh, Connor Garland trying to be great value brand. Marshawn still belongs at Dollar Tree. I'm taking a picture of that right now because I need to remember that. I will, oh, that is fantastic. Round of applause for Sergeant Pickles there with the studs and duds. Coming down here to the super chat from Becca, Bjorky Captain Ellie is, oh yeah, okay. Bjorky, uh, you're the people's captain and uh tolvanin is a magic line from becca there it has been i it's been it's been like the workhorse line for this team i know the fourth line has has kind of had that really for for a while but i i really think that third line of tolvanin uh gord and um bjorkstrand has kind of been that blue collar they're in there on the four check hard. They're the ones going around the net, especially Yanni and, and uh, Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand likes to go in that low slot area. Yanni likes to be net front, very much involved in, in everything. And then Tolvanen, really heavy on the four check. He can dig the puck out of the corner. He can he can work the cycle game, get the puck moving around. He's really good at working with the defense. I think that's been something that we haven't talked about enough when it comes to Ellie Tolvanen has been his ability and his communication out there with the defense. You can you can see it when he's out there. He's talking to them and um and that's how he's you know so often able to set up the one timer that he you know he picks up another goal tonight with the one timer. It's fantastic. That line has definitely been kind of the Kraken MVP line for me um, this this last month or so, uh, really. This, or this so far this year in the year of the Kraken, I think that they've been the the top line for them as far as just what they're able to bring night in night out. That's the line that kind of breaks the will of an opponent. You know what I mean? Because you're just out there and you just can't stop them. They're just generating chances. Even if they're not getting goals, they're generating chances. They're keeping you from playing up ice and doing stuff stuff that you want to do. And, and that's just so frustrating uh, for opposing teams, especially if they're matched up against a top line 
uh, as well. That that just really can break the will of an opponent, and I, I absolutely love it from them. Uh, gonna jump down a little bit here in chat just because there's so much I gotta catch up on here. Uh, Lindsay, we can finally cross that one off the list. Wore the white tonight for the vibes. Let's go. I'm telling you, that helped a lot. That with the Jackson magic, that was just too much. Absolutely too much. Uh, Andy, hopefully Matty B is okay. Hopefully it's just to protect him given the score and number of games already played compared to what he's used to. Uh, certainly, I, I would love for that to be the case. Absolutely. Go check yourself. Super happy with the penalty kill tonight. Jones performed exactly how we needed. Ellie Golvenin strikes again. Bruce, there it is. Absolutely. Bruce, there it is all night long. Penalty kill was fantastic. Obviously, the 100% kill rate, but the fact that that was on five Vancouver power plays. And that includes like a double minor four minute kill that the team had. And I know it wasn't, you know, the best for us viewing at home. We kind of had that odd angle uh, as the, as the broadcast and in arena, based on what I heard, lots of issues at climate pledge tonight, but it was the, the PK had been trending in this right direction. They they've been a hundred percent over their last eight PKs. I believe it was over the last four games, like all the work that they did since they switched to play a little more conservative with that, with that kind of basic box penalty kill. Let's see if I can get the magnets going really quick on the whiteboard here. Um, since they made that change, the PK has been like a completely different, different beast. It's a different animal and it's something that we can rely upon. And we saw tonight, a team that you that cannot rely on their PK in Vancouver. And what that means is as the Kraken power play, which we know is has its struggles, went two for three. And so I, I'm I'm so ecstatic about that. So just uh just a reminder if if you haven't watched that PK video I put out earlier uh this season, this is what the Kraken have been doing now. It's a it's a very basic kind of conservative box PK formation before they were doing a triangle plus one where this this top guy kind of floats out tries to play all that kind of stuff it if if you pull it off it can be much more effective as far as generating chances of coming back the other way but they were they were getting burned a lot by it and so they've they've gone back to this just kind of standard box these guys can can kind of pressure but you're really protecting the slot there you're making sure nobody's going to get in there it's helped keep the d in check especially my boy adam larson let's be real uh, he liked to drift a lot on the PK since they made the shift. He's he kind of can't based on where he's supposed to be on the ice, and it's it's helped him. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm willing to admit it. Um, but yeah, yeah, good good stuff. Uh, Sean Mad AF about that dirty interference hit by Tyler Myers on Beneers two minute penalty for that crud is uh, was totally inadequate. I agree. I I think that that's where like the injury stuff should play into it a little bit more. Maybe that should be open to ref uh, discretion as far as making it a four minute from a two minute. Um, and again, I would love if he got fined or something for it, because I think the league needs to step up in that regard, but I'm just based on past experience. I'm just not hopeful. Unfortunately, um, let's see. Thanks Kraken for assisting the Canucks to tank for Bedard. I know Devin, you're always here for this. And, ugh. I'm happy we beat Vancouver, but let's not make Bedard happen. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jackson gets first star from Gary. Yes, I'm, I'm super, super happy that, that we, we were able to make that happen. Oh, my gosh, you. Um, let's see. Yes, the whiteboard lives, Rebecca. I know. I'm catching up here. Number one in the standings for sure. Sarah, oh yeah, bring out the whiteboard. Love it. Definitely. 
<laughs> Truly blessed. Scott, where was Schultz? Is he hurt? I saw Flurry on the third pairing and Borgen was bumped up to the second. Yes, yeah, Schultz still out. That's the one that um I'm I, I think we'll get more clarity on uh when RJ hops on, which should be any minute now. Um is is the kind of uh the situations with everybody else. Obviously, Burkowski was out there when Berg was out there, but uh um Jaden Schwartz and Justin Schultz still not out there. And speak of the devil, here is RJ. <laughs> the devil, eh? Yes, yes. I know New Jersey left a couple days ago, but geez, here you are. Um, so we were just I was just reading one about uh you know Justin Schultz and that kind of situation there. Uh, I, you know, obviously lots of talk about Maddie. I'm assuming no updates on Maddie. No updates. Here's the update from Hackstall. Maddie was not available to start the third period. That's what we got. Yeah. And I, I already, I already kind of braced everybody. My opinion, my guess is practice, no practice tomorrow. And yep. then we'll know morning skate will be like kind of our first indication on Friday. So I will definitely keep my eyes out for that. Uh, try and get there early for morning skate and, and see if we get Maddie on the ice. Um, but that should should definitely be a big point of worry for for all Kraken fans after this game, because um, uh, the way his head hit the ice did not look good. No, it, it really didn't. Uh, let's see here. So uh, before we get to the other ones, uh, super chat here from Kraken uh, Spectacore. Look at the nerd with the whiteboard. Love it. Yes, definitely. Got, I brought out the whiteboard twice. Oh, you brought already, up the whiteboard. Yes. Okay. Well, this game called for it. I'll tell you. It really did. Bill talking about the Bjorkstrand, the first goal, going to the slot there. Love it. All the good stuff from him. And then uh, the change to, that they've made to the power, uh, to the to the power kill, to the penalty kill, and how effective it's been for them, RJ, just kind of going back to the basics with the box and playing conservative. But it, you know what? It rained my boy in. He's not taking yep. weird chances, playing halfway up the zone. Uh, it's working as they kill uh, five Vancouver power plays tonight. Yeah, no, I, it's much improved. I love what I saw all around from the special teams tonight. I, I'm sure you probably already covered uh, that the power play and how that, uh, you know, the McCann done, that unit uh, scored their two goals. But uh, I was happy to see that. That was a lot of the stuff they were working on this morning, and it translated right to the game tonight. Yeah, it really did. I hadn't broken them down. I just talked about how trash Vancouver's penalty kill was instead. I mean, there, there's an element of that too, but let's not take away from the crack in here. No, no. I think that the work that they had been putting in and, and kind of changing things around there has helped out a lot for, for the power play these last couple games, uh, these last couple weeks. So um, Justin Justin Schultz, though, just to kind of finish up with the comment I was reading when you jumped in week to week, right? That's the designation. Yeah, week to week, Justin Schultz, correct. Yeah. Okay, just to, just get out of that. Um, let's just go ahead and get your thoughts on the Maddie situation. Just I've already given mine. We'll get yours kind of if you have anything else you want to say about it, just so then we can get back to all the exciting good stuff. Right. So so here's my thoughts on the Maddie situation. Um, obviously interference on that from Tyler Myers. That's not questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he kind of takes a run at Maddie. It's you know not a good play at all. Um, you know, one that I'd be even upset with as as. You know, if I were cheering for the Canucks or a member of their coaching staff, just undisciplined. Um, I, I don't think it's suspendable. I saw people kind of tagging Department of Player Safety, you know, in, in the comments on that. I don't think it's grounds for suspension. It's unfortunate that, that Maddie's head hit the ice the way it did. Um, but it, it's kind of a run-of-the-mill interference minor. Um, unfortunately, you know, the result was not good. Um, I, I do question 
why Maddie was able to get back on the ice two minutes after. And this is my big thing on this. We talked about it in the Red Glare podcast mm-hmm. um, with the uh, uh, who was the player? Um, John Gabriel Pajot. Yeah, with the JG Pajot situation. Uh, you know, where is concussion protocol during this? It's not like you have to find that play out of, right. you know, out of a, it's not a subtle thing. There was a penalty called for it. There was a stoppage. All of that happened. I, I just don't see why you don't pull him aside. I don't think two minutes is enough to, to gauge that he does not have a concussion at that point. He was able to come back about two minutes later and he took three shifts. It yeah. took an entire intermission to get him off the ice. I, I, I do not like that at all. Right. And I worry that if the game wasn't, you know, five, one, that, the, that he would have been back out there for the third right. period. Right. And it's it's just it's crazy to me because he's here's another situation, not quite to the extent of J.G. Pajot, where he's like having to physically be assisted off the ice. But it was clear that he was not like fully aware of what was going on because he gets up and he kind of glides over to the bench, but he doesn't make like a quick effort to get through that open door or anything. Like this is part of kind of the reputation he's built for himself, you know, with us. He always pops right back up whenever he's hit. Yeah. That's what we talk about. He, he'll he go down a lot, but he always pops right back up. Mm-hmm. This time that did not happen. And that's why I was worried right off the bat. Um, and so that's, you know, there's got to be something right. more there. Right. And then I was concerned with and, you know, this is he wasn't talked to on the bench. Nobody approached him on the bench. He comes back, he sits down, and he does what usually happens when we've seen guys end up with concussions, where they sit down, they take a breath, and then they immediately feel like sick. And they all they lower their their head, and they just kind of disappear below the boards. And I saw that, and I was just like, oh, man, like, here we go. And I was just, I was upset that, like, there's no trainer talking to him. There's just nothing. I just, I don't understand why the NHL thinks that that's okay. Yeah. And, and I, I would have, you know, I would have liked to, you know, maybe have pressed Dave Haxel, had someone press him about, you know, what exactly happened there. He wasn't going to say anything else. I, I, it was Ryan Clark actually who asked him about veneers. And if that's all he was given him, I, I, he was not prepared to say anymore. Yeah. I was going to say post game, probably not the best time. Yeah. Um, let's see, Edward, as, as we get back to, to stuff here, RJ, you can obviously see what I'm wearing. Uh, Edward, I wore my only white t-shirt, not Kraken related and snacked on some lucky charms. Not sure if it helped, but it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. <laughs> I think it helped Edward. I, I think everything was working in, in sync. Tonight, yeah. Whatever RJ. everyone did, it worked. I'll say that much. Yes, absolutely. Pick it up that huge, huge win over Vancouver. Finally, finally finally uh let's see here um uh imagine how torts would have reacted in that scenario geez yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh went to kraken anchor alliance bar in downtown portland pretty disappointed with the lack of focus on the kraken at least the food was good and they put the game on a tv near us from rock them jordans well i mean that's something there uh but saying anchor alliance needs an update so that's that's something that the Mm-hmm. yeah that is an interesting situation there uh thanks for letting everybody know though appreciate that yeah um sean myers doesn't rack up a ton of penalty minutes but he does have a history of cheap shots and it's just one of those two where he's like a big guy he's he's he is strong right and so that's why he's able to take a player who's upright and then by the time that player is hitting the ground he's upside down essentially right and i mean and, and really the key to this and why it's really not defensible at all is just the puck was nowhere was nowhere near the play you cannot claim to make a hockey play when, when you're doing that it's just it's clearly yeah. you're making a run at a guy yeah 
um i'm i'm down in all the all the maddie stuff from when i talked about it now in chat 137 in here rj like it's been popping off awesome love to see it all, all i mean this night. is a great game i i knew it'd be a fun post game i was looking forward was to getting say, on here with you i was gonna say as i as i worked through that stuff like what was the atmosphere in the building night what we heard kind of the bruce there it is chance yes stuff. i was like, hope, i was waiting to get to that yeah go for it Okay, that is the thing I wanted to see most out of this game, and I got it. I can't believe I got it. I thought it would have to come from, you know, maybe one of the DJs playing the song or something. No, uh, it just happened organically, and it was amazing. Uh, and I was lucky that I was ready uh, with it on my on my camera to get the video. Um, I'm sure a Canucks fan probably started it. Maybe, uh, you know, that's what I was hearing from some people down in the section, but Kraken fans all got into it. There was, it was too loud for it to just be Canucks fans in the building doing that. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and this is kind of the first real like topical fan chant. This is a real mm -hmm. milestone. I think for, for Kraken yeah. fans, I, I want to stress that like Kraken fans leveled up today and I was so happy to see it. There was a huge smile on my face. Uh, in the press bridge, just that it all kind of came together. Um, this is, you know, one of those things that make like the best groups of fans the best is when you can have like a really topical chant to troll an opponent, especially one that, you know, should be a rival. Um, it, it was just awesome. So I, I loved it. Um, and I was just <laughs> eager to get on here and talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I was super happy to hear it. Uh, I thought that that was awesome. And that's, that's like that thing of, you know, Hey, we, we've talked about it, right? If we're going to be rivals with Vancouver, well, we had to get a win. We've got that now. And then trolling them with something like that, that's the kind of stuff that, like, adds to that rivalry. It adds to that feeling of, like, you know, the, the fun banter, the back and forth, all that good stuff that comes from having a rival. Yeah, and it, it's rare occasions where, you know, when... A, a, a rival team is, you know, kind of a dumpster fire where as, as fans, you can really kind of pour some gas on that fire. You know, Rick Tockett heard those chants. Um, you know, that's something he's got to deal with. And like, you know, if, if you're a Kraken fan, anything you can do to make all of that tougher on that Canucks situation, mm -hmm. you know, that that's part of how you can add to a rivalry. Absolutely. Um, so kind of, kind of two, two comments here that kind of go back to back. It's, it's still kind of about the Maddie situation, Joey wondering why nobody went after Myers after the game was over, kind of disappointed. Nobody on the crack and did anything. Uh, and then Sean saying that the fight wasn't about Maddie though. It was just about Luke Shen trying to fire up his own team. I don't think that that's entirely true. Like, I do think that Alexiak agreeing to that fight, like I agree, Luke Shen, he's trying to fire up his team yeah. in that situation. Alexiak's not taking that fight just so Luke Shen can, can you know, fire up his team though, right? Like, like Jamie Alexiak was very much down to fight, and I don't think that that was a coincidence given it was just moments after the Maddie hit. No, I think it was definitely connected, you know, and, and Myers, you know, I don't think he was necessarily on the ice at the time to go after. Alexiak's actually one of those few guys, you know, with the size that could be a fair fight for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was definitely connected. And you're right, I, you know, Luke Shen's trying to fire up his team, but, um, you know, Alexiak's not just going to let him two. have that for nothing. There's got to yeah. be a reason. It takes yeah. two. Exactly. Gregory, what a difference three days of rest makes, huh, guys? <laughs> With the winky emoji. So, And that's something that Dave Haxtell did cover, too. Um, and I think he got a question of the effect of, you know, he was saying yesterday and, and, you know, the day before that his team was tired in that Colorado game. And that's something he didn't really talk about, you know, right after that Colorado game. He liked the effort and he said the effort was there, but they were just tired. And he finally did kind of admit there was the fatigue there. He said we needed a couple days off. 
Uh, and um, yeah, I think the question was something like, you know, tired teams can't forecheck like that, can they? And he's like, no, they can't. You know, we, we had our legs tonight is what he said. Yes, I, I've, I've seen some comments like that in, in chat tonight as well. I was just going to say, like, what was different about this three days off, though, when we've seen that this team has really struggled with that in the past? Do you think it was the skills competition and kind of how happy everyone was at that event? Uh, you know, we had wonderful photos from Jen in the uh, the deep dive that we released a couple days ago. Definitely recommend people go check those out. They're also all over our Instagram or our uh, Jen's Instagram, Jen on Twitter, all that stuff, all the, all the photos everywhere. You could just tell. What an amazing time the players were having at that that skills showcase. And I feel like after all the travel they were on, that grind of a schedule with all those games in that short amount of time, that that was like a big like release for them. You know what I mean? Emotionally, yeah. you can kind of let all that stuff out. Then you got the Monday off and then a practice and then they were just like right back. But we haven't seen the team be able to do that before. No, we haven't. And I, I do think it has something to do with it. The fact that, Really, you only got one day off. You know, mm -hmm. the, the skill showcase is a whole event in itself, and you're connecting with yeah. the fans, and you're emotionally invested in it. And that practice yesterday where, I mean, you're definitely invested. It's, it's a, it was a real practice and kind of mm -hmm. time to reset the tone and everything. Um, so I think the fact you only had one day off maybe helps. You know, the next super long break. I know you can't really do practices over All-Star break, um, but, you know, maybe getting back to the swing of things as soon as you're able to come back might help. Yeah. Um, Daniel bringing up another factor that we haven't talked about yet. Team played so great because Medeiros is in town. I'm sure that helps. I, Hey, the guys know, uh, you know, the guy, the guys know when Medeiros is in town. Definitely. Uh, a lot of great cracking goals tonight. My favorite was Donato's sweet backhander after missing several earlier. Good looks. That's from Sean. Haven't even talked about that one yet. I mean, that was just when a player is on fire, RJ, everything goes in. Yes, it had that feel to it. I mean, that was a filthy backhand, like right over the shoulder. I, he had, didn't have much of an angle there, just kind of had to stop. Like Martin was able to square up to it. It was just a perfect shot. Um, I, Ryan Donato is feeling it right now. And, and it's great to see when he's on his game because he's hard to stop when he is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, some Ellie Golvin and stuff in chat, RJ, as yep. well tonight. What's incredible about that to me is that not only does he get like all the insane power and speed on the one timer, but how he's so able to accurately and consistently find that top corner like every single time. Like that's hard to do. Yep. It, it's the speed and the accuracy together that just very few guys can bring both of those at once. There are a lot of guys who can slap the heck out of a puck, but who knows where it goes. Um, Tolvin has got that excellent control on his shot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then Daryl ozone passing was some of the best I've seen from any team all year. It was, I mean, everybody was in sync with each other. RJ, I feel like the, these, this line combination that they've had is really one that I feel like could, you know, has like the potential to really hang around for a long time. I talked earlier, Becca had a super chat bringing up the, the Gord line with Bjorkstrand and Tolvin in. But like all these lines, like they all kind of have their own unique purpose out there and they all work in tandem so well together. Yeah, they really do. And and the passing tonight was some of the best passing I've ever seen from the Kraken. I mean, just carving apart the Canucks defense with these seam passes, you know, from one side to the other. And this through the cycle game, too. Like there was a lot of player movement involved, too. And, and everyone was on the same page, knew where all the other guys was gonna were going to be. I just... It was it was beautiful. It was it was mm -hmm. a joy to watch. 
Yes. Uh, can we just mention Edmonton lost woo from Kraken uh, <laughs> Spectacor there? Uh, have more points, 61, than last season, 60. That's right. I mean, we're back in first place, RJ. Two games on Vegas. Like, this is Kraken control their own destiny. That's what we want. Yep. No, definitely. And I, I thought it was funny because uh, Hackstall, of course, got the question about, you know, how good does it feel to, you know, surpass last season's point total he shut it down he's like you know like is that you know uh, uh you know feel good or is that you know motivation nope nope nothing like nope. that nope mm-hmm. you know last year wasn't fun not fun at all <laughs> you know this year this year's going a lot better but he kind of shut that down <laughs> yeah I'm, well i'm not surprised daniel radio guys call ellie tolvin in et because his shots from outer space i didn't know that oh that's, that's awesome, awesome. That is fantastic. that is that's, that's the radio guys that's fits and Dave. oh i'm not surprised yeah, they've they got the best calls. They do such good work. Uh, Daniel wearing my sprung reverse retro as promised. Doesn't have an away jersey. It, it all works. I'm telling you. It's all that. <laughs> uh, the, the Edmonton loss there. Lindsay, uh, so to, just to give you like some context for this comment from Lindsay, I know there was some issues in arena as, as far as some like tech. Oh, yeah. Stuff. The intro, it yep. was also on the root broadcast. Uh, for a while, they were stuck with just the, the kind of between the penalty box on top of the glass camera. That was the only angle they had. And then later on, they got us an angle that was more traditional, but it still wasn't the main camera and they couldn't put the HUD on. So like it was just the picture. So they had issues too. Uh, But Lindsay saying, I didn't mind the secondary angle when the camera was down better than the behind the net cam, in my opinion, totally you know welcome to that opinion Lindsay. i like the behind the net one better for power play situations just because you can see plays develop easier right kind right of having that behind that the the goalie cam angle like this one if they played too close to the boards the player would just disappear you couldn't see them you know? interesting yeah it was it was yeah interesting interesting night thankfully it happened after all the action was kind of over uh, yeah. on our end but yeah <laughs> well, that's good yeah but hey maybe the technical difficulties being good vibes i don't know yeah. Uh, let's see. Scott, I was surprised McCann came back late. I thought he was injured for sure on that late third period shot. Want to hop on the show? <laughs> Who's there? Oh, we had actually it's uh, Jackson from tonight. Okay. You know, with the, with the wish yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's, he's being he's being ushered out the other way. Oh, okay. He's like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Uh, so just goodbye. Yeah. No, <laughs> fantastic. Hey. Again, a wager. I figured I'd give him a chance to come on post game if he wanted. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everybody would love that. Uh, so McCann, yeah, McCann t- uh, blocks that shot. Definitely looked like it stung, but I don't think it injured him. And there was a, there was a couple times when that happened, and, and all of it post Maddie. I was just always like, I was like, oh no, like we're gonna win this game, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah, um, I know. That's uh, yeah, I know the the block shots at the end and and. Guy, you know, the, the players too, you see McCann and Wenberg go to the bench and they're getting the pats on. Like as, as soon as that happened and McCann goes to the bench, I, I went and took the video of the bench as he's sliding down. All the guys are being like, good job, man. Um, and, and Vince Dunn talked about how important that was. Uh, Hackstall's answer was interesting. He's like, either he's like, well, you do it or you don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So from, from Becca and CR bud here talking about the, if the RJ loading screen is gone for good, it doesn't have to be, I can bring it back for the next one. Uh, Joey, we loved it. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it back next time. Okay. No worries guys. <laughs> Definitely can do that. Um, 
let's see. Kraken finally over 70% on the PK, RJ. I'm telling you, tonight was just a night of victories. They just don't stop. I know, just finally slaying these dragons one by one tonight. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see. I, did I miss the 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 birthday post from from Jules? I'm seeing happy birthday wishes to Jules. I'm looking for Jules's post here. Um, but yes, happy birthday, Jules. Happy what birthday, Jules. Yeah. It? Where is this? It must be. There, I mean, there's just so many comments in here. So apologies for missing it. Um, Becca, do you have enough insight into the NHL's concussion protocol to explain how it's initiated and whose responsibility it is? Um, there is somebody that I know that I can ask about that for details. Okay. I, I can't, you know, give away my source, but particularly as it relates to tonight as well, I can, right. there is somebody that I can ask, um, and I, and I will ask and I'll see what kind of clarity I can get about that. Right. Cause it was my understanding. And we talked a little bit about this, like it was, they loosely based it off the NFL's concussion protocol, in which case it would be an independent third party person whether it's a doctor or a league official or or just somebody who sees something thinks that there's you know enough reason for that person to go through a, a test and then they pull them back to the locker room they go through a test that you know they'll they'll check like pupils dilating can they track the light but also asking them kind of basic questions what was the score of the game when you came out what day is it all that kind of stuff i know some of that isn't great like the nfl the big joke was always the question they would ask is what day is it well 95 percent of the time if you're an <laughs> nfl player you're playing it's on sunday. sunday so it wasn't really great for that maybe that works a little better in hockey but the bottom line is if it if it was built around that which it seemed like it was like remember when they first put it in rj like probably seven years ago now or, or five something years ago, they would, they would pull guys like guys were yeah. constantly pulled and they were going back to the locker room and sometimes they'd come back and sometimes they wouldn't, but you're just not seeing that now. And certainly if, if the Pajot situation where a teammate has to help him physically get off the ice because he cannot skate. I mean, if that's not like triggering something more than just asking like, Hey, what was the score? All right, you're fine. Get back out there. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's bad though. Whatever it is, it's it's inadequate. I feel safe saying that. <laughs> um, uh, Lindsay, also, don't think it's been mentioned enough. This is Tockett's first loss as Canucks head coach. Boudreaux never lost to the Kraken. Just saying. Maybe it was a Boudreaux thing. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes. Uh, or you know, they they hey, they're still paying Boudreaux. Maybe maybe they try bringing him back just for the games against us. You know, yeah, if you're going to still pay him, might as well give that a try. Before he, before he gets another contract somewhere else, you might as well give it a shot. Um, so, Lindsay asking, like, do we, you know, and and uh, let's see, Mr. Mr. Cow Kicker with a K, Cow with a K. <laughs> uh, finally, we have our first rivalry. Lindsay asking, do we call it a rivalry now? I feel safe enough because of the Bruce there it is chant to call it a yeah. rivalry. I think that's what, what gives it just enough steam. I think you can call it that now. Um, uh, you know, although, you know, real, if you want to say real rivalries are made in the playoffs, but Hey, it looks like that's in store. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what, what ends Not up with the Canucks, there. but that's in yeah, store. Exactly. Uh, DJ Singleton with the super chat. Thank you very much. Asking a really good question. Do you think they should allow scratched players to replace injured players mid game? 
I do think there is something to that. What we've heard, like, you know, kind of Jeff Merrick and I think and I think Greg Wyshynski also weigh in on that as something. I think it would make sense. I don't yeah. know. I, I think it would make sense. I mean, I think there might be some kind of like time threshold or limit, maybe. I don't know. You'd want to look and make sure you had all the, the language in there for that. But I do, I do think that would be helpful, certainly in the regular season. You could do, you know, playoffs, yes. you got who you got. But regular season, yeah, I, I think that could be useful. I, I, don't, I don't see an obvious downside to it. I don't really either, other than like if if there's an issue on like the player standpoint of like you've been sitting around and then you you go out there, like are you at risk of not not stretching enough first? Yeah. So you're at, maybe at a risk of like some sort of, you know, pulling something or, or dealing with cramping issues, something like that. That's the only yeah. downside I could personally think of off the top of my head. But certainly if it was going to mean that, you know, they were going to take stuff like, you know, potential concussion issues more seriously like hey we're gonna automatically pull these guys but it's fine because you can add somebody who was a scratch tonight like yeah if that's the trade-off that needs to happen for them to kind of treat head injuries more seriously then i'm all for it i would i would totally support something like that um some some comments down here just around it just because i'm seeing it one from bryce to be fair canucks are also still playing travis green and yeah yeah that's find, <laughs> find the team travis green was good against and he can come back you can you can turn this into a a, a a triangle coaching situation there um and then uh pablo can they bring up shane wright technically yes the, at any time the kraken can call up shane wright however he had played nine games so if he plays one more game with the kraken it triggers burning the first year off his entry-level contract i don't think the kraken want to do that this season i think they want to keep that um for next year but yeah uh, he's, he's in windsor for the rest of the you know yeah. for the rest of the season yeah but but technically there is nothing that like rules wise prevents him from coming up um let's see kepler heading home from cpa what a game finally saw my first kraken dub and brought my dad to his first ever nhl game and my birthday wish to beat the canucks came true nothing but good stuff there from kepler like all of that's fantastic awesome love that kepler i mean wh what a great game to have to see your first kraken win in person that is awesome um so glad you were able to make it out to this one I was going to say, what a game. I got to think that your dad is now like cracking fan for life because I don't know how you could show up this being your first <laughs> NHL game and not walk away. Just like totally this will get in. you hooked for sure. Absolutely. So many. So, so good. Um, yeah. Rebecca kind of confirming there is a concussion spotter in the building, but I don't remember if there is a team responsibility beyond that. Uh, I don't think so, because the whole idea was to try to make it independent kind of third party. Right, and, and they work in conjunction it. with the off-ice officials, I believe. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought as well. Um, I, ironic that it's Wayne Gretzky's birthday, at least on the East Coast. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very, very good. Uh, tonight, the Kraken won both the game and the face-off battle for a change. More of that, please, especially heading into the playoffs. I'm all for it, Sean. Like, I'm ready for the Kraken to kind of turn a corner on all that. Uh, I think I think we've grown up enough. Now that we're a first place in the division multiple times, we can hang out up there. Uh, I I think we're we're ready to 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 win games and win faceoffs. Yeah, I think so. And I'm I'm curious what Bo Horvat's faceoff numbers were in this one because it's just anecdotal. But I do remember him losing a few to Morgan Geeky. Uh, he was he led the way for the Canucks, fifty eight percent. He was the only. All right, Canuck never mind then. I just remember the losses, so. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you're trying to have some confirmation bias there. Not working out for you there. Um, 
Yeah, Kraken Yanni Gord was the only guy sub 50% today. Okay. Normally, it's good. the only guy above. So, yeah. Uh, just a weird night, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, if Maddie does end up missing some games, who should we accept, uh, expect to see brought up? I mean, because you're also dealing with Schwartz still being out, RJ, uh, do you think Hayden comes back? He's already here. So Hayden's already here. They called him back up. They they called oh, okay. they brought him down for one day to bank some cap space, brought him back up. So he's been here. He'll be the guy that comes into the lineup if you know you have another guy out. As for next call up, maybe Cole Lind. I you know, I know you gotta worry about waivers and how long he's up. You wanna almost protect him there and not call him up if you don't need to. But he's certainly been the best forward there. He's been the best player at Coachella Valley, hands down. We keep talking about, like, oh, he's the guy who deserves to be brought up. But, yeah, it's, it is one of those, like, you, you want to bring him up, but you don't want to risk losing him when you have to potentially yep. send him back down. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Devin, I admire Kraken blocking shots when leading by five goals. They played a full 60 minutes. Congratulations, Kraken. It's true. I mean, they, they were not going to give up. They certainly, I think it was a point of pride there, especially late with all those Vancouver penalties that they wanted to be perfect on the penalty kill tonight. Like, I do think yep. that that was part of it, but it is. I mean, it just shows that this team, they, they only know how to play a full 60. I still don't think that there's been a game this year, whether they've been up by a lot, down by a lot, whatever the situation is, where we kind of feel like, you know, the Kraken, they just kind of ran out of gas or they just didn't just throw in the towel. It just it. doesn't yeah. happen. No, even when I mean, we just saw them last week be the most tired they will ever be. And they were still <laughs> pushing games to overtime and shootouts and stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's it's impressive and uh, absolutely love that they've that they've got it. People talking about the other sports with uh, better head injury protocols, including esports, RJ. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I, I was going to say. I don't, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kyle saying concussion subs would be a great call. I do think that that would be something that's interesting. Nathan yeah. responding to that DJ Singleton thing. Maybe the rule could be they're allowed to play the following period if the injured player is unable to return. I think that would probably be how it would work. Just like I said, it would take time for them to get dressed right. for one. And then I think they would want to warm up or do something kind of quickly yeah. just to just to get their body ready to go it's hard like we've even seen it with like john hayden when he played the other night right only one shift in the first period just kind of easing him into the game after he'd been out of game action for like a week yeah it, it would you kind of have to do you know ease back into it get some stretches in so the intermission is a perfect time for that yes uh lindsey with a trivia question what is the one team that the kraken have never lost to in franchise history is it the buffalo sabers Oh, that's uh, Hunter. Hunter said Buffalo in here. That's the first uh, one that Joey came to my with, mind. Joey with Buffalo. Yes, Lindsay is saying that is correct. Good job, RJ. Because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Got the yeah. answers. I know. Um, let's yeah. see. Uh, yeah, John Hayden's back up. I I, I just remember it had gone down. Um, that was definitely a good question. Uh, DJ Singletone saying Max McCormick, maybe like that would be another one if they had to bring up yeah. an extra person. Always a solid call up. <laughs> Lindsay definitely on board with the Max. McCormick. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she is. And and reminding everybody was a HL player of the week for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel wants to know, RJ, we have to know, did Jackson get the Davy Jones hat? I don't know. I don't know. Not actually, star. 
Yeah, got first star. That I do know. Um, I was actually down in the tunnel when that announcement was made. Um, but I didn't see if he got the Davy Jones hat. We can't always tell. Usually it's like when a player still has it right by their stall or they're kind of holding it when we talk to them. Um, but Jackson had kind of cleared out. He wasn't, you know, he obviously wasn't one of the post-game interviews. Um, so it, you couldn't really tell. I'm sure the Kraken will release a video afterward. Have to imagine he got it, right? Yeah. We like, may have to assign a representative to hand it out next time. I don't know if he'll... <laughs> But uh, I think he got it tonight. He'd be back for it. But yeah, I I can't imagine that not being the case. Like yeah. I just I just don't. Um, Pablo asking the question. We get it almost every post game here. RJ, are the Kraken going to get a great player at the trade deadline? Are they going to get a great player? Yeah. I, I guess I it depends on get... your definition of great. Yeah. <laughs> I think they will get a a good to very good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. There's going to be something. Uh, but I, I still don't I don't think it's going to be a lot because why it, there doesn't need to be. Why would you place. mess with this? I guess that's yeah. that's the thing. Why would you mess with this? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Uh, and then I'll, oh, all the talk about Bull Horvat. I think we made, made our stances on him clear on the deep dive earlier yep. this week. Yeah, go listen to our, our argument on that one on the deep dive. If you, yeah, if you want our all thoughts. Right. On that. All right. CR Bud coming in here only team negative for me was the guys fell asleep a little on their only goal against heads were already in the locker room a, a little bit a but little i bit. think that that served as a wake-up call though it does you know they came out for the third and and they didn't let up at all so i think that's uh you know that's what they needed and and hey if you're if you're up you know what five to one and you are five nothing and you have one against and that serves as a wake-up call you can afford that yeah absolutely and as I, long and as you I, take the message to heart which they did Right. And I think that that's also a message when that ends up being the only goal that I think yeah. you look at and you go like, oh, man, we cost our guy a shutout tonight. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a, a lesson that, yes, this was a good game to learn that lesson. But that's a lesson that is definitely going to carry over with them into the next game. Um, yep. So. Uh, let's see. Do you, uh, last one. We'll we'll do this last one from Kyle. Think the severity of Schultz's injury might drive some of the deadline activity. It is it is very possible. I see yeah. everybody like don't trade anybody. Everybody you know Daniel saying yeah. here. Nobody wants anybody gone. I do think that that would be the only thing really to, to to add would be like maybe on on the blue line. That being said, I wanted to call out specifically Kale Flurry because he has done such a fantastic job filling yes. in this last like week and a half here he's playing so solid this looks nothing like the player we saw late last year at all yeah he's I mean, so good it looks like he's on kind of the will borgen track of of mm -hmm. you know really taking that time where he's not playing games um and and working with jay leach and dave haxel has talked about how important that work with with leach is you know we don't really get to talk to jay leach you know because we just talked to the head coach but it's it's clear from the effect that he's had on guys like will borgen and now kale flurry uh the things that he can instill in them to just be steady contributors whenever the time does come for them to get in the lineup and you get a few games and they get into a rhythm uh, I've been super impressed by Kale Fleury uh, since coming back in. And I think that has to affect what they look at at the deadline too. Um, you know, the Schultz being out makes the blue line even more of a concern. Cause I mean, Kale Fleury is not going to replace what Justin Schultz does. You know, he's not a power play quarterback. He's not going to move the puck quite as well. Um, and, and so you're maybe thinking you might need someone there if, if the Schultz thing is longer term. Um, but yeah, I, I think it just highlights the blue line as, as the place to add because it shows, hey, look, injuries can happen back there. Um, and you don't want to have to be calling up guys from Coachella Valley if you have more than one. 
exactly and uh i wanted to give a, a shout out to will borgen tonight for for playing yep. 1911 which matches his season high get it oh, up there awesome. close close to 20 minutes so that's what i was just doing was i was i was pulling up the game logs to see what is what his season high was and he matched it tonight uh but i mean close to 20 minutes from will borgen and he's, he's earned every minute that he's been getting there absolutely For sure. all right i lied rj because we got a super chat so we got one more here definitely all right. from, from jmg 63 thank you very much um definitely a bittersweet victory hoping for the best for maddie absolutely jmg and and you know like i said or and like rj said stick with us we'll have all the updates as yep. as the team gives them out uh we <laughs> will we will do our best to get them to you uh we'll, we'll see just when that when that ends up being the case but thank you everybody yeah. for joining us tonight real, oh, real quick i just want to say jmg was really nice to meet you at the uh, skills showcase the other day just want to say got to meet you in person uh yeah nice to meet you so anyway go ahead dylan <laughs> no yeah absolutely definitely talk about that stuff uh, i mean we, we talked about yeah I've, re I've read comments from from gregory sarah kepler right at both of the yep. Green and beer hall events edward uh was there sergeant pickles uh anybody else if i forgot you i'm sorry Lindsay. there we go yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody that that uh, has been in here tonight is is so awesome when we get to meet you uh, all face to face it 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 does it it does a lot for us let me tell you oh yeah it's really awesome sure. um all right so yes thank you all for for joining us after this historic night first win over the vancouver canucks a big win <sighs> Bruce, there it is. I mean, I just don't even know what else to say other than that. Bruce, okay. there it is. Bruce, there it is. All right, everybody. We'll see you all back here on Friday. Super good. <laughs>